Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. Let's check out today's podcast. Well, welcome, guys, to uh, Grace in the Marketplace Weekly, uh, where we talk about how God uh, has a grace for us, for the marketplace. And uh, just a big shout out to all of you who have joined us via uh, Zoom and those of you who have joined us via Facebook. Man, I'm excited. Tonight, we have uh, Reverend Julian is back again. Uh, but before we get to that, just a quick uh, uh, housekeeping. The first one is, obviously, you can see Reverend is on um, audio right now. Uh, he's just setting up his video. So as soon as he's ready, uh, he is going to turn the video on and we will let him loose. And the second housekeeping is um, uh, that this is our second uh, to last uh, Grace in the Marketplace for this season. And so our last one is going to be next week. So you want to uh, make sure that you join uh, that broadcast. It is going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to have all the way from Denver, Colorado, uh, Prophet Joseph Z. So that's going to be fire, you know. Uh, so tonight is going to be fire. Next uh, Wednesday is also going to be fire. So I, I just want to encourage you guys to uh, share this broadcast. So we're going to give you a few moments right now. Uh, to just share this broadcast with your uh, family and friends. Remember, you are our online ambassadors. You uh, are, are the ones that help us make this happen. And we just want to reach as many people as we can, particularly with tonight's broadcast. Uh, I know many of you gave us some really uh, awesome feedback the last time uh, Reverend Julian was with us. And I'm telling you, tonight is going to be no different, man. It's, it's just going to be fire. It's going to be awesome. And so quickly, just a quick reminder, Scripture tells us uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 10, that it was the grace of God uh, on the Apostle Paul's life that made him uh, run his race, uh, that made him accomplish uh, uh, things in his assignment. And so uh, the same grace that was on the Apostle Paul's life is on you for your race, it's on you for your assignment. And I just want to encourage you uh, to, to just start letting that fuel, uh, that grace, that octane be the fuel that, you know, uh, propels you to want to uh, uh, live in the assignment that God created you for. And I'm telling you, as you start uh, living in that assignment, man, you, you not only are you going to see uh, your life transformed and uh, see things change and things start to move forward, uh, but you're also going to uh, see others around you. And this is what it's about. God kind of prosperity is about bringing uh, transformation. It's about city and nation transformation. Uh, that's what we are here for. God called us to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And so tonight we have none other than Reverend uh, Julian Kiula. I'm going to read his quick bio and then we will let him loose. Uh, Reverend Julian Kiula is the founder and the senior pastor of the Purpose Center Church, based in Nairobi. He's also an accomplished entrepreneur who has a, a grown a business with a global footprint. He's married to Amanda, 
and they are blessed with three sons. Together, they are passionately committed to raising kingdom champions who are empowered for kingdom impact here on the earth. And I'm going to read this, Reverend. Uh, this is from an article uh, that was uh, uh, written by Forbes Africa in 2014. And this is what you said, and I think it's profound uh, even for tonight. It say, you said, the one thing that I want to be able to achieve is to shift dimension of how we look at those at the bottom of the pyramid. I'd like to innovate something that shakes the way business looks at people that are underprivileged. I want to be able in my lifetime to have a million children in Africa going to school because I live. Now, this, ladies and gentlemen, is city and nation transformation. Reverend, welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. Right on time. There you go. Praise the Lord. Uh, How are you? I'm doing fantastic, brother. How are you? Yeah, Good to see you. Very well, very well. Thank you. Great to see Man, you. We're excited. You're doing well. We're excited. Thank you, Thank to you, have you so back much tonight. And uh, well, we're just looking forward. The last time you came, man, I mean, you blew our little <laughs> boat out of town. So <laughs> we're looking forward oh to Oh, my tonight. goodness. Thank you so much. And always so much. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor Tafra, for your kindness, your, your, your consideration. I'm really, really excited about what God is doing. And I'm even more excited about his um, this grace in the marketplace and just the vision he's given you um, to, to help us all understand what we must do at a time like this. So thank you for the opportunity to speak to people. I really apologize that I had um, a little mishap on my side, but we are good now and we're good to Come go. On. So I'm, I'm ready to to jump right in and uh, and, and just speak God's heart on, on what we must do in the marketplace now. Let's go, brother. We how's all your yours? family doing? You're all good? We're all doing well, man. And how's Excellent. your side? How's Kenya, Nairobi? I know it's winter out there. Yes, but I understand it's winter in South Africa also. <laughs> well, it's we winter have... in the evenings and it's summer in the afternoons. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh. got it, got it. So we have it got good. It. <laughs> Well, yeah, we're, we're experiencing a very different kind of uh, weather chain here. So we're, we're taking it one day at a time, one day at a Praise time. Praise God. Amen. Well, um, I, I think I'll just, you know, focus a little bit on some of the things we, we touched on last time. If you give me the green lights to go ahead now and kick off. <laughs> Let's go, brother. I was teaching about change and I was teaching, um, you know, the last few weeks I've been teaching a little bit around change and what it is we need to expect and how we need to prepare and how we need to position for um, the change that has come uh, now. This is not, um, we're not going to go back to normal. Uh, we, we have to start preparing for a new normal. And, but the good thing is that there are four things that can never be shaken according to how God has given us an understanding and I want to dive into those and then pray and kick off and one the four things that can't be shaken one is the kingdom of God that is unshakable so that's the kingdom we belong to Jesus came and said repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand that kingdom cannot be shaken the second thing that cannot be shaken is the word of God that is unshakable and so no matter what season we find ourselves in it's a joy to know we can uh, walk into this type of understanding of how this season works the third thing that we um that cannot be shaken is the foundation of god which is completely unshakable but the one i like the most is the fourth one 
So all the others are dependent on God, the kingdom of God, the word of God, the foundation of God. But the fourth thing that can never be shaken is the hope of the believer. Wow. The tenets upon which that is founded are completely unshakable. And it excites me today that if we can stand on that understanding of that hope, then we can make it through this time and we're going to just we're going to make it just fine. So let's pray and just kick off uh, by God's grace. I want to thank you, Holy Spirit, for the conversation we're going to have here tonight. I want to pray for direction and wisdom and understanding. I want to pray for growth. I want to pray for an understanding in the marketplace of the things we must do and the truths we must grasp to be able to grow and become all that you've called us to become. Thank you, Father, for just the definition of the season we're in and like the sons of Issachar for giving us understanding for the season and the times. Thank you, Father, that you have revealed to us the things we must understand and the things we must do. So tonight, Lord, give us an understanding of the direction we must take to be able to grow and to become all that you've called us to become. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Um, I was really in prayer about what I need to speak about and I was asking God to give me wisdom for this amazing uh, group of uh, kingdom champions that you've uh, been mentoring and that you've been raising and I pray that God will give me that through this understanding um, in John chapter 4 an amazing discourse in the Bible happens and this is a scripture where there's a very interesting conversation between Jesus. And in John chapter four, I believe around verse four, the Bible then gives us a hint of something that's about to happen. It says Jesus must go through Samaria. In fact, the KJV says he did must go through Samaria. And I asked myself, what is this one thing that was a must for Jesus to do? It was quite interesting um, to look into that understanding. In verse seven, the secret becomes very visible is that there is a woman in Samaria. And so verse four gets answered by verse seven of that scripture. I think it's one of the most powerful, um, you know, I think last time I spoke to you about Nehemiah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so today, let me take a little bit of a spin down into the new, new Testament and talk about this Sumerian woman. I think there Jesus starts to reveal some of the most powerful economical uh, dimensions of um, wisdom that those of you that are in the marketplace need to grasp and understand. So um, he comes and speaks to this woman in John chapter four. And so he starts speaking to her. And so we see him. Um, speak to her and they start having a conversation and she, she says, give me a, give me some water to drink. I'm paraphrasing it. And she says, who, who are you? Because if you speak to a woman of that nature about water to drink in our world, it would be like you're approaching her. Right. So she, she gives Jesus a look and wonders, you know, who are you? And then says, are you not a Jew? We don't, we don't mix Jews and Samaritans don't mix. And Jesus says to her, if you knew who was speaking to you, um, uh, he, he would give you the kind of water that will cause you to never thirst again. So they have this discourse of a conversation. Jesus was tired. They had come from far. They had actually used a long route um, as, they were, as they were going through 
Samaria, they could have used a shorter route, but he chose this longer route because of what we're about to learn tonight. And so he says to this woman, if you knew who was speaking to you, you would have given him that water to drink. And immediately something amazing starts to happen here. And in the discourse of this conversation, um, they, they start to discuss the well. This well, if I could give you my first point, is the well that Jacob had built. That's where they were. This well had lasted over a thousand years. It had outlasted Isaiah. It had outlasted Jeremiah, Malachi, Micah. Um, this well had been there from the time Jacob built it. And this was the third well he had built, which the Philistines had not strove for. I went back to understand the wells he had built and what happened. And uh, for a well to have this kind of longevity in time, there are certain things that he had mastered. One was how to build a well that can last that long. But number two is he had also done his homework to realize that I need to build a kind of well that will not be strove for by others. The first well he dug, he put time, he put work, he put energy and someone came and took it. Please hear me. Wow. There has to be an element of um, boldness and courage in people that choose to be in the marketplace because you need to understand that it is possible to put in time and energy and lose your company. Wow. They strove for his well his first well, they got it. He, he hit water in that well, otherwise they'd not have had a need for it. So he had done his research. He had done everything. His shareholding structure was not right. His positioning was not right. The way he had thought through his first business was not right. So he took wow. time and dug a second well. And the Bible <laughs> tells us they strove for it also. Ooh. So he did a second business. He put time, he put energy, he hit water, which means the business made sense and he lost it. Friends, it is possible to do everything right and still lose. And then the Bible tells us that he then dug the third well. And um, for this third one, they didn't strive for it. They let him have it. His consistency paid off. But also wow. he had learned a few things about the first two wells. And he had made a decision that this time I will position it in a place that they will not come. Number two, I'll get my structures right. Number three, I will not make the same mistake because for the first one, the second one, you could say, I didn't know this. I didn't understand the way foreigners operate. I didn't understand one, two, three. But the third, well, they did not strive for it. I get the sense and I've, I've, I can tell you having built a few companies when I got to my third dimension, I was able to start making decisions to ensure that I don't get my structures to be at a point where I'm disadvantaged. Wow. You need to make sure that your shareholding structures are right. Your structural thinking around jurisdiction is right. Your tax structures are done right because people will come for what you've built and they will take it with a vengeance. Wow. As though they are the ones that built it. So wow. wisdom is necessary and key, but also another thing that is necessary and key is courage and the boldness to do it again. Come on. So whatever you've lost, 
there is the ability in you to do it again. In Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 5, God says, Moses, my servant, is dead. And he comes again. This is the last chapter of the Pentateuch. This is the chapters that Moses had built. I'm coming, I'm dealing with economics and I'm dealing with the marketplace. So please come with me. Come and on. then uh, he comes again in the first book of the next dispensation, which is Joshua. So, so, so from Genesis, Deuteronomy, Numbers, that whole script of the first five books of the Bible are what Moses wrote when he saw the back of God. And in Deuteronomy 34, which is the last chapter of the mm -hmm. Pentateuch, verse five, Moses is dead and God is pronouncing the death of Moses. Mm -hmm. And then comes the new chapter now, Joshua, which separates us from the Pentateuch, which means a new thing is being done. A new oh. dispensation has come. A new season has come. And he says, Moses is dead in Joshua chapter one, verse two. What's the difference? I've not forgotten mm -hmm. about the wells. I'm coming back there. The difference is that the Joshua, the Moses you have in Deuteronomy 34, verse five, is Moses, the friend of God. Moses, mm -hmm. the one who ate with God, the one who God did not speak to in visions. He spoke to him face to face. The mm -hmm. one God says he dined with him. That Moses, the friend of God, the one they were buddies with, that Moses has died. Mm -hmm. But in Joshua chapter one, verse five, verse two, he's not talking of Moses, mm -hmm. the friend. He's dealing with Moses, the season. Wow. Moses, the error. Mm. And he's telling Joshua, Joshua, Moses is dead. Not Moses, my friend now. Moses, the season. In other words, Joshua, you've come into a new time. There was nothing wrong with Moses. But just as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Not what I did with Moses. Because even God knows I cannot do a Moses thing in a Joshua time. Come on. Now, please hear me, believers. It is critical that we understand that the way our fathers did business is not how we're going to do business. <laughs> yes, There's sir. There's nothing wrong with how they did business. But from the book of Genesis until the culmination of things in the book of Revelation, truth is progressive and always revealing. And therefore, we always are entering another dimension of revelation on how things are done. Come on. Glory be to God. That's that good. means it's possible that it took our fathers 20 years to build a church. That is not the way it has to be in this next season. It's possible that they needed 10,000 people to build a small church. In the next dispensation, God says, Joshua, just as I was with Moses, not what I did with wow. Moses. And I, I have a sense in my spirit that the things God wants to do, oh, this is good, the things God wants to do in the new dispensation are going to require marketplace apostles, marketplace uh, believers and champions that have understood the mandate of the marketplace in our season because we are not in our father's season. We are mm. in a new season. Mm. Nothing wrong with a father's season. Come on. But you cannot do a Moses thing in a Joshua time. You will expend energy and mm. be frustrated because you believe you're doing the right thing, but you're doing it at the wrong time. Come on, preach, preach, Rev. <laughs> oh, my God. So Jesus is now dealing with Jacob's well. Hundreds of years later, it's still there. May God enable us to build things that will still be 
functional hundreds of years from now. Come on. This well was sustained by kingdom thinking. Jacob was one of the smartest businessmen there was. He knew if I'm going to dig a well, I'm going to do something that's sustainable, that has every system in the way I design how we tap into the water table to believe that this well can be used generations down the line. Come on. And here comes the savior of the world, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And he honors Jacob by coming to his well. Wow. <laughs> and he comes to this marketplace, which is where the well was. And he meets with the Samaritan woman and she starts to tell him something. So here we are now. Let me make sure I can help you understand why I'm digging into all this. I want to I want to read it for you um, in, in John chapter four. Let me just pull it up so that we can read it together because it's going to form the basis of my discussion with all of you tonight. Come John on. chapter four. <clears throat> Man, just just to, to 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 make a quick uh, side comment there. I love what you're saying about thinking generationally. They say an yes. average Japanese firm is built to last at least three hundred years. Yes, yes. I mean, when you look at so so, it's interesting you say that. Just also as a side comment, there are some two hotels um, that have been declared uh, these are the oldest hotels in the world right mm -hmm. and they're all from japan all three of them are actually in japan um wow. there's the, the they've been in existence from 710 ad wow. um, um i mean can you imagine that 710 after christ it's it's, it's amazing um <laughs> And, and, and so when you look at them, there are three of them. Um, uh, Oya Shakan, Hirima, I can't remember the name of the third one. For hundreds of years, they have been able to get through any crisis. They've gone through any flu in the world you can imagine. So Harvard did a study as to what is it that causes these universe, I mean, these hotels to, um, to have survived this long. They had about 10 different reasons, but they said there was one underlying string um, in how these hotels survived this long is that they had a rhythm and a pulse about the hearts of the people. And as a result, whatever these guys came up with, you know, they tried to say it's the strategy, it's this, but they said there was one underlying string in all of them is that they had a pulse for the market. They had a heart for the people. And as a result, they were able to withstand pandemics, epidemics, world wars, flus, because they always had an ear to the ground to find out what are people thinking? What do people want to eat? How do people want to, um, to, to be served uh, at this time? They, this is why they survived. <laughs> when your pulse... When your pulse is not to just go out and say, I want to be a billionaire. If you listen to the pulse on the ground to come up with the idea, I want to always say your idea doesn't have to be new. No, your idea doesn't have to be new. You can, you can improve an existing idea. Every business I've built is an improvement of an already existing thing. It doesn't have to be original. I mean, many believers who want to tell me, please, I have a brand new idea. I want you to fund it. No, no, actually, that's scary. But sometimes it's just the same thing that's being done differently. The uniqueness 
of the same thing. So that's mm. one of the most interesting things about the hotel. John chapter four, John chapter four, he said, so he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, verse five, um, near that plot of ground. I'm gonna jump and I want to go down to verse 15. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I may never thirst again, okay? Um, and, and, and at that point, um, Jesus, uh, Jesus then says to her, um, go and call um, your husband. The woman said, I have no husband. Jesus said, you have said well. You have said well, I have no husband for you have had five. At this point, the woman was intrigued. So in verse 19, the woman said to him, so I perceive you're a prophet. Here I begin now. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain. Come on. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Mm. Mm. Jesus said to a woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Come on. <laughs> you worship what you do not know. Mm. Huh. But the hour is coming now is when the worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit. I don't know if you've counted how many times he said worship. Mm. They worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He says, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you don't know. Jesus releases a very important point there for every businessman, every marketplace champion, every career man or woman to have to understand. It is possible to expand. Remember two words I'm using a lot today even on Jacob, time and energy to mm. build. It is possible for you to worship and yet you are worshiping what you don't know. Wow. That's what he just said there. You mm. worship. Yes. So you actually go to the overnight prayers. You actually mm. expend the energy in, 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 in the fasting. You do something, but you worship what you don't know. I made a decision, mm. Pastor Tafara. I made a decision that I am not going to expend time and energy on kingdom things that I have not yet come into revelation about. Come on. Because it is possible to be in a ministry for 20 years Ooh. and not make a mark. Come on. That's it is powerful. possible to be in a business for 15 years and not make a mark. You're expending wow. the energy. You believe you're worshiping, but Jesus says you worship but you worship what you do not know. There is a direct correlation between that word worship and the marketplace. And I'm coming to that in a minute because I need us to align ourselves so that as we become marketplace champions, kingdom champions in the marketplace, we have a full grasp to worship the father in spirit and in truth, which means mm. we owe it to ourselves to bring about the necessary intelligence of our spiritual selves to ensure that if I am in prayer, I am learning what it means to pray. Take it, Goku, shut up. I'm Come learning on. what it means to pray because my Bible tells me it is possible to pray and pray amiss. Come on. Therefore, it is possible to expend 18 hours of energy in prayer, and I might as well have just been shouting all along. Woo! 
Preach. There are dimensions. There are dimensions in the spiritual realm around how you access some of the things we need to access in the marketplace. Mm. Um, oh my God, I, I cannot wait to be with all of you in, in person because uh, I do this better in person than on camera. <laughs> but you have to understand there are three dimensions of, of, of how we sit. There, there's a children dimension in the spirit, then there's mm. a sonship dimension in the spirit, and mm. then there's a fatherhood dimension in the spirit. Those of you entering the marketplace right now, you may be in the children or sonship, even the fathership level. Whichever way you look at it in the spirit, God is going to position you to have one of these. So sonship, sonship is where we deal with warfare. The problem with child, uh, children level is you're not supposed to stay there for too long. You have to begin there, but you determine how long you'll be in the children dimension. The children dimension is where people only know their father from a provisional perspective. Mm. That means you only know him as Jehovah Jireh. When there's no supply, you don't know him. When there's Whoa. no capital for your business, you don't know him. That's a children dimension in the spirit. There's a higher dimension than that called the sonship dimension. That's a dimension for warfare. Hmm. This dimension of warfare is where you are a dependable son that can come to war, whether you feel like it or not, because you've understood the place of progressive spirituality. Come on, preach. And then there's the highest level you can attain in the kingdom, which is a fathership level, which is a level of establishment. So hmm. you've got provisional division you've got a warfare division and you've got an establishment division i believe with the kind of information you're getting because my people don't perish for lack of power they perish mm. for lack of knowledge yes, the sir. kind of stuff pastor taffer is exposing you to is worth a million bucks because people are coming and pouring out their jacob well experiences mm. so that you don't begin in the first well but you take advantage of information knowledge, utilize it to be able to come to the place of application and together with us, join us in the third well dimension without having to go through well number one and well number two. That's the power of honor. Honor is the key of access because what honor does for you is when you honor Pastor Julian, who is speaking to you, when you honor Pastor Tafara, who has brought these men and women to you, what you do is basically, if, if you understand honor, if I can put it in basic terms, if you ever stood up for an old woman in a bus mm -hmm. or a pregnant woman in a bus and you stand up and give them your seat, the day your wife is pregnant or the day you're pregnant, honor is going to remember that you gave me this privilege and therefore I'm going to get out of your way and bow to you and let you pass. Every time you honor what someone else has gone through, it's a dynamics of honor. You literally create a path for your future in the thing that that person so when you stand up for a great gray-haired man everything that gray-haired man has been able to have victory over the things that gray-haired man struggled with and had victory over when you honor him you're basically laying a red carpet for yourself on the things that man has trampled i have enough scriptural backing for that but i i don't want to deal with that so so jesus it's important I get to the basic point. I'm only going to reach a basic point today. Jesus is telling us everything in the marketplace begins with worship. Mm. It begins with worship. And so Jesus is telling the woman, he's telling her up until that point, you've been worshiping your way, but you've been mm. worshiping the wrong thing without realizing it. Come on. Are we together. Are you still with me? So, mm. so, so there are things God wants us to put in order in his house 
things he wants us to put into place, things he wants to shift and change, things he wants to stretch and grow and to take us beyond to where we need to now become who he's called us to become. Mm. Why does God want this from us? So that because we don't serve a mediocre God. So Jesus tells this woman this now. Now, Satan is looking for the same thing. I want to show you now the association between worship and what scripture we've just read and what that has to do with the marketplace. So, so Jesus tells us, look, I saw Satan fall down like lightning. He mm. was a light bearer in heaven. He bore the light of God. That's what the name Lucifer means. It means light bearer. Mm. I want you to understand this, please. Just come with me because it's important. All the points I'm making have some sense at the end. I may bubble here and there, but I promise you it's going to make some sense at the end. Satan is called Lucifer, the light bearer. He does not have any light of his own. The light he has is similar to me taking the light from this phone and putting it on myself like this. You see the light that's shining on me? Mm. I have, I am bearing the light from my phone. It's not my light. Mm. Satan never had any light of his own, Lucifer. Come on, come on. He did not have any light of his own. Therefore, he had to depend on the light from God, the same way the moon depends on the light from the sun. Come on. And so Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, war to the inhabitants of the earth where Lucifer Mm. has fallen. And Mm. he starts to give us an understanding of what that means. But it's because when Lucifer fell, he did not fall with his light. Mm. And therefore, for him to be able to get to deceive the first Adam for the keys of the kingdom to have to move from Adam to Satan. The first thing Satan had to do was to take the light of Eve and the light of Adam. Because he doesn't have any more light of his own, the only thing he can do is take our light. Mm. Satan's biggest trick has always been to use your light against you. Therefore, the Bible says, I have seen an error on the earth where princes are walking while slaves are riding on horses. It's actually a misnomer because it's it's looking at the continent of Africa where uh, like with, with King Ben Haddad, we've shown all the secrets where they are and people are mining our ores, people are mining our platinum, taking it out of the country. I've been to Nigeria when we are lining up for two days for fuel in a country so rich with oil we're lining up for fuel because they have to take it out of nigeria have somebody process it sell it back to them for them to buy back their oil that is the biggest trick of satan to all of us in the kingdom the companies that have been built that are employing us are actually companies that belong to the children of the light but because the children gave away their light they Mm. have become employers in the very thing that they actually own oh glory be to god that's awesome so So we have to come into this place and have an understanding. So Satan takes Jesus to a high mountain in Luke chapter four, verse seven. Mm. He shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. In fact, the Bible says he took Jesus somewhere. This is the Mm. first time I ever saw Jesus accepting to be taken somewhere by Satan. Mm. And he takes Jesus to a high mountain. Please come with me and I'll make sense in a minute, I promise. He takes Jesus to a high mountain. Let's go into the scripture together. Let's go to Luke chapter 4, verse 7. And he says to him, all this 
All this, all what? All this I'm showing you right now. The kingdoms of the earth. Every mountain I'm showing you right now. The mm. mountain of politics. The mountain of economics. The mountain of entertainment. Mm. The mountain of religion. The mountain of name all the mountains. All these mm. mountains I'm showing you. It's there. It's in your Bible. Satan, mm. devil, taking him up on a high mountain. Look for verse 5. Mm showing him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. That's called Aotis, a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority, hmm. which authority? Of the kingdoms of the earth. Hmm. <laughs> I will give you. Then he says, and their glory. That tells me all the kingdoms on the earth, all the mountains we talk about, they have a glory. Come on. He says, and I will... And, 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 and he says, all these have been delivered to me. I will give it to whomever I wish. Mm. Therefore, if you will worship. Uh -huh. That's that word. There's that word. There's a correlation because Satan is saying, I'll give you Wall Street. I'll give you presidential palaces. Wow. I'll give you everything. There's a direct correlation relation between worship and mm. the mountains come on because satan was willing to trade all of them if jesus would give him his light mm. <laughs> our light has come now what's the difference between us and lucifer jesus says you are the salt and the light of the world come on in him was life and that life was the light of men, which means mm. we're not light bearers. Come on. <laughs> we have light. Yes, sir. We carry light. Are Come we on. together? And therefore, if you have to have an understanding of how these systems work, you will understand the prophetic dimension and the apostolic presbytery and the prophetic presbytery that come together to give us the linkage between our worship and the marketplace. Come on. And Jesus starts to help us understand when he's speaking to the Samaritan woman that if you will, if, if you worship what you don't know. Mm. So money, money starts to become very important. There, there mm. are three things that Satan and God want from us. Mm. God wants our worship. Satan wants our worship. Why? That worship is what will also deliver where we are able to deliver the service. So both wow. God and Satan want our service. Wow. And both God and Satan want our worship to be in spirit and in truth in their dimensions. Wow. That's good. So, so please come with me because then you start to understand why I'm dealing with this whole money issue. Now, because of that, now let me bring this home in just a minute. Because of that, Jesus, Satan tells Jesus, lay down. In other words, the, the Greek word there, the root Greek word, there's the word proskuneo. If you mm. can proskuneo yourself in a moment of time, there's nobody else watching. It's mm. just you and I. I'm trying to answer the question about how you will build a business with the government and will have to exchange an envelope just in a moment of time with a government officer for mm. them to give you a business deal when you know very well that the day you do that, you will have just handed over your light. Wow. I'm trying to tell you that if you 
exchange your light, you will unfortunately be a slave in the very thing, in the very well that you have built. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Jesus says you worship what you don't know. So we have three enemies. We have mm. three enemies. One is the world because the world wants to give you success without God. Number two, we have the flesh because the flesh wants to give you pleasure without God. And number mm. three, we have the devil because he wants to make you religious without God. Wow. So it's not an issue of whether you worship. It's an mm. issue of whom you worship. I'm talking to kingdom marketplace champions. Listen, either you love God or you don't, because if money gets you, then you're going to find yourself in a very awkward position. So, Come on. so, so, so Jesus starts to ask a question. He says, whose face is on this money? When they ask him how they should deal with that tax issue, he says, whose face is on it? And mm. they say, Caesar's. And he says, then give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Wow. And give to God what belongs to God. Please come with me. I'm, I'm getting ready to close. Here's the deal. I've found out and I've studied scripture that you truly cannot serve God and serve mm. mammon. And because I'm an apostle in the marketplace, I want to tell you, I've dealt with a lot of money. I have dealt with millions upon millions of dollars, uh, hopefully getting close to a billion at some point. But we've mm. dealt with ridiculous amounts yeah. of money. I've mm. understood that there's a power behind money. Mm. It's either coming from a good source or a bad source. When Jesus compares money to, when Jesus is talking about mammon, he's not talking about money. He, mm. he cannot compare God with paper. Paper in mm. itself is inanimate. In other words, mm. it, doesn't have any, um, it doesn't have any loyalty. It's paper. But there's an influence behind the wow. paper. <laughs> and if you understand that, then Jesus was not talking about, how can he compare his father in heaven to a piece of paper? There's a personality behind money called mammon. And that is why he says, you cannot, not you shall not. You see, Pastor Tafara, the commandments say, you shall not lie, mm. which means there's a possibility that I can lie. Yeah. He says, you shall not convert. There's a possibility yeah. I can convert. But he didn't say, you, you shall not serve God and mammon, because that would be a mm. commandment. Mm. He gave it as a fact of impossibility. He said, wow. it is impossible to, to serve, serve God and to serve mammon. Because both are looking for your loyalty, your service, and your worship. Satan Ooh. tells Jesus, give me your worship, I'll give you the nations. There mm. is a correlation for a believer. When you decide to sleep with somebody to get a promotion, you just mm. handed over your light. Come on. When you decide, and there's a law called the law of continuity. Whatever mm. you do to start, you Come have on. to keep doing to climb. <laughs> ah, preach. For you to be able to break that and I know this may not be a popular message in the marketplace, but I'm trying to prepare those of you that are about to start dealing with millions, that there's a time that will come that God said to me, son, the day a billion and one are the same thing to you. You're ready for me to use you. Come on. The day <laughs> it doesn't matter when I can tell you, take the Range Rover, go drop it off at this widow's house and come back to your house and shut up and tell nobody that you did that. Wow. That's the day you're ready. The day the thing has no grip on you, Whew. you're ready to be used mightily because God doesn't want stagnated pipes. 
He wants pipes that are flowing with the water and not clogged pipes, because as long as you're flowing, the pipe will always be wet. Come on. And Jesus says, whose face is on that coin? They said Caesar's face. Mm. Mm. I searched my Bible and I realized what Jesus was trying to say. Mm. He said, man can only bless you with what man can make. And I wow. found out God will never, God is too, he loves his glory too much to ever bless you with what man makes. Come on. God has not run out of resources. The dimension of how God operates is not on a dimension of economical, uh, uh, the, 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 the mankind economy. No, he doesn't operate like that. God operates on a different dimension of economy where there's no scarcity. Yes, sir. So if, if he tells Moses that call 70 elders and put your spirit upon them, he has the ability to have his spirit on 70 men and not be depleted even by one millimeter of the power that he carries. <laughs> ah, this on. is what we're talking about. So, so, so there's God's way and there's man's way. God's way, um, man will deal with matters of economics, scarcity mm -hmm. versus uh, 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 demand versus supply, scarcity versus whatever else we call it. No, those are not the dynamics God operates on. The dynamics mm -hmm. of God are very different. Man will operate on something we call um, um, meritocracy. Mm. In other words, Pastor Tapper, when I come to your house, I want to look at how many cars are in your parking lot. Um, mm. When I come to your office, I want to see and gauge how have you done these things. When we were mm. young, our parents would come home and they ask, what position were you in school? Mm. And we would tell them this was my, this is the number I was. Uh, people ask you, how many degrees do you have? Everybody's mm. trying to rank you on the rank of merit. Mm. But that is not God's system. God's system on. operates on something called right. Mm righteousness mm. seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and mm. then all these things shall, shall be, be added. added to you so in other wow. words i find myself i don't go to work because i am getting a salary mm. because it is possible to be a worshiper of money mm. and not know it Wow. The biggest trick of Satan has been to get people to worship money and they worship what they don't know. So my statement today and why I've come to this big part right now is that you will, there's nobody who's going to come out and say, I'm a woman, I'm a money worshiper. No, Jesus told the woman, you've been worshiping for a long time, but you wow. worship what you don't know. Mm. Chasing money. Chasing deals, having sleepless nights, running all over the place because I must close this thing. No time for the family, no time for the children. The problem is that thing is going to get you and it's going to get you good. By the time you have the money in the account, there is no joy of the Lord. There's no peace of the Lord. And therefore, I'm challenging us today to make sure that we know who we worship and that the thing and the assignment is given us some of you go to work for a paycheck hmm. but a true kingdom champion goes to work on an assignment come on it's a mission field oh my ah. it's a mission field proverbs 3 5 says trust the lord with all your heart that means i cannot trust a man i trust god i only trust men who are in god i trust come a on. woman who's in god there's no room it says trust in the lord with all your heart in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct 
your path. There's a dimension for which the only reason you will argue about whether you should tight or not tight is when this thing has caught you. Mm. And you want to have philosophical arguments about the exchange and giving back to the kingdom as you begin to get blessed. God is going to raise people who have no problem letting it go for the growth of the kingdom because they understand they're a pipe. You're not being made a billionaire so that you can be on the Forbes magazine and beyond. Mm. I decline so many magazine invitations because I'm so conscious to make sure that I don't get the glory. I work hard to say no (laughs) because I'm trying to shine the light of my father in heaven. So I know we're coming to a close, but I want to finish with this. So Jesus says, whose face is on this? Mm. I looked through Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, and I realized that they were not blessed with money. When God blessed them, he blessed them with what he himself makes. Mm. They were blessed with cattle. Mm. They were blessed with silver. So Mm. man makes money. I don't have a note here with me, but Pastor Taffer, do you have one with you? I may have one. Do you have over a note? Do you have a do you have a note? Whose face here. whose face whose face is on that? This one is animals. Nelson Mandela uh, on it. Nelson Mandela. Yes, Excellent. sir. So you see, it has the face of a man mm. because it's made by man. Please, mm. please hold it up. Please, sir. Please hold it up. Now, how do I know that's 50 Rand, is it? Yes, 50 Rand. How do I know the power of 50 rand how do you in south africa know the power of your currency because that's what the monetary authorities have uh, uh, put the value on the paper but who do you gauge that against do you gauge your currency against the dollar or the pound the dollar the u.s dollar the u.s dollar tells you the power of your currency right that's now, right if you go to the u.s treasury for every dollar they have they have um uh, an equivalent of treasury and gold. In gold, yeah. So they have gold, mm. and then they make the paper upon which you mm. base your paper. So mm. inadvertently, this paper you're holding refers back to the gold. Mm. So for anything that man makes to have value, they have to go back to what God has already made. Come on. What they make to have value. True wealth. <laughs> <laughs> true wealth yes, is sir. not on what man has made. True wealth and true riches can only come from where God has already made it. That's why he never blessed Abraham or even Jesus with money. He, he blessed Abraham with cattle. Who makes cattle? God. He come said on. he blessed Abraham with, 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 with uh, silver, with gold, with livestock. Blessed Job mm. with camels, with oxen. Jesus was blessed because the Bible says, and Jesus grew in mm. wisdom and in stature. Who gives that? Only God. Come so on. you want your business to operate in this dimension? <laughs> There's nobody else that can give you favor for your contracts to be accepted without having to exchange a brown envelope with any South African officer. Nobody mm. else will give you that stature of favor except Jehovah Jireh, Come on. your provider. And so have calm and peace in knowing this because I know people say, how will I do business when people ask for bribes? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Present that business case until the day they say, you know what? You are such a nag. We are just going to give you this so that you get out of our offices. Pastor Tamara, that's me done. I hope I've shared a few good nuggets there. There's a lot more where that came from, but that was the basic 
uh, I wanted to build a foundation on the things around how to make sure you're not worshiping the wrong thing and worship God so that he can open those doors for you. God bless you, sir. Reverend Julian Kiyula, brothers and sisters, wasn't that awesome? Man, that was fire. And I know he's not going to share this because he's just a humble man. Uh, but Reverend built a business. I'm talking about hundreds of uh, millions of US dollars. Uh, he built a business uh, uh, from the ground up. So he knows exactly what he's talking about. Uh, when he says we do not worship uh, money. And I'm telling you, man, there's such a marketplace anointing that's happening. There's a signal in the earth right now. And in a, yeah, in a yeah. few days to come, we'll be connecting with Billy Appahart, Ju uh, Reverend Thank Julian, all the people. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, God yes, is sir. doing such a phenomenal no, uh, yes. work in the earth and just bringing us Something's all together happening. with the same Something's heart happening. for the marketplace. And I'm telling you, yeah. you want to follow men like Reverend Julian. If you believe God has called you to the mountain of business, politics, oh, uh, uh, he's called you to any of the seven mountains, man, I'm telling you, you need to like his page. You need to... Uh, look up his content and I'm telling you uh, there's a flow and when you go there don't just listen to it like you're listening to another uh, BBC uh, podcast Man, listen to it with honor in your heart so you can draw on that anointing uh, when 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 men like Reverend Julian uh, Billy Epperhart uh, Pastor Greg Moore uh, Lawson Perdue, Alice, uh, mm. uh, Ashley Teradez, you know, uh, Isaac Okua, when all these men and women that we bring here uh, come and minister the gospel from this marketplace perspective, man, I'm telling you, this is life changing. Amen. This is worth millions upon. And I'm telling you, the people in the world would pay big bucks to hear uh, Reverend talk about what he was sharing tonight. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, to follow our podcast, Grace in the Marketplace. We're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes. Go and look it up, Grace in the Marketplace. Like that page, uh, follow it, and we upload every week. We upload new content uh, that's going to bless you. Before we let you go, uh, Reverend, if some people want to follow up on um, uh, uh, this, they want to get more of uh, this kind of coaching. I know you're going to be starting yeah. a a school of champions very soon, an online school right. of champions. Man, if you're in business, I, I highly recommend you signing up to this school of champions. Uh, do you mind giving us some more information? And while you're sure. doing that, I'm also going to encourage uh, those of you that may have questions uh, to start putting them in the, in the comment section. And uh, we're going to give a, a, a reverend uh, maybe another five minutes just to quickly answer your questions before he... Uh, gets on to uh, another uh, broadcast. So, Reverend, how can we uh, sign up for the School of Champions? Pa Pastor, first of all, I want to celebrate you, what you're doing and what you're exposing people to. This is the new church. Mm. <laughs> um, the, the way the truth, the truth will never change. The way will never change. The way, the way that Jesus talked about the way to eternal life. But, but the the methodology upon which the gospel is conveyed does change from generation to generation. And I Amen. want to celebrate you for just the kind of heart you have to do what you're doing for the people God has brought into your circle of influence. I want to tell all of them, please honor this man because he's making sure that you can accelerate the place of destiny 
for what God wants you to do by bringing you information. Information is knowledge and that is power. My people perish, not for lack of power, for lack of knowledge. Sir, I want to celebrate you today and say thank you for what you're doing and how you connect people in the kingdom. You're such a connection machine. And I just love you with the love of God. You have said we have such a kindred spirit together. So I'm looking forward to growing this relationship. Yes, I will. I sense with all the people that come and ask for advice around business, how to grow in different countries. I decided to start something that you should see on my page um, by the month of um, August, uh, towards the end of August, that's going to be dealing with a one year program that I've put together. And I'm not talking about something I just want you to go and watch. It's very, it, it's, it's intense. Um, it's not, I'm going to connect people. We're going to work together to think about everything from our structuring to our governance, to our positioning of our organizations, to where capital is, how to draw down that capital, how we are going to look at your tax, tax structures, how we're going to look if you're in more than one country on the country that your, your holding entity should be in for the best structure how to draw the right kind of capital for the longevity of your business, how to go outside to bring capital into that. I'm going to walk with you for a year, but it's not for children. Come on. This is kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) This is for people that can take some strong, tough instructions Mm -hmm. and make the changes that need to happen in what they're doing for them to see growth, sustenance, Mm -hmm. and for them to just have their destiny revealed. And it'll include some major personal time from me and my team. Come on, that's powerful. So guys, uh, at the end of this broadca- uh, broadcast, please go and like uh, uh, Reverend Julian's page on Facebook uh, for more information on this. So that as soon as the information is out, look out in August. Right. As soon as the information is out, man, be the first one to sign up. Be the first ones to, hey, listen, you can either learn from your own mistakes or you can go to a man who has done it, who's been there, done it, and sign up and learn through his mistakes. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's less costly to learn through somebody else's experience mm-hmm. and, and mistakes. Right. And so I'm telling you, this is a great opportunity. Again, Reverend, I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you for everything that you're doing for the kingdom of God. Man, you've Amen. blessed us twice uh, uh, in such a, a short space already and, and making time to be on this broadcast with your heavily busy schedule we don't take it for granted so we just want to say thank you so much for doing what you're doing for the kingdom of god we salute you and hey let's keep running the race we love you amen thank you so much thank you you guys please remember to sign up uh quickly uh, uh 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 and also Follow our podcast, both on uh, Spotify and iTunes. You'll be able to listen more uh, to these teachings. God bless you and uh, bye-bye.